Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right, we just saw Captain Marvel with Paul Wright. Welcome, Paul Wright. Thanks, guys. And I'm realizing this is the second movie that we've seen with you that has to do with the 90s, which is kind of funny. Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Put that together. Uh, we saw, um, what was it? Mid-90s. We saw mid-90s with Paul. But before we get into any more... In before we get into any more, let's give our 1 to 10 rating on the count of three. One, two, three. Seven. Seven. Ten, uh, seven. Whoa, I was going to say seven. I was not going to say ten, that's for sure. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it, Paul. I, with I the, late, the late bid. Yeah. Well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. <laughs> we all feel very similar. That's, I think, the first three-way tie. I, really? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you I know, mean, you kind of fudged a little bit. I, true, I did. But, <laughs> but I believe so that you weren't going to give it a ten. <laughs> I do believe no. that. No. <laughs> it actually it made me feel like I was like you know I should have given mid 90s maybe a 7 because I feel kind of the same way about it as I did with mid 90s so I think I gave mid 90s a 7 I gave it a 6.5 I uh-huh. remember so anyways but this isn't about that <laughs> although as I suggested there's there's 90s, 90s nostalgia True. in both movies that we've seen with yeah. you um, I would say that mid '90s did the '90s nostalgia better than this one. Yes, oh for definitely. sure. This definitely. one, this, this one was like really so heavy-handed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It felt a little like uh, like an afterthought. Yeah. To like, me, it felt like oh, it worked to to have like era appropriate things for what's the other group with the '80s and the Walkman? Oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. True. Uh-huh. And I and they were like, that works. So let's just try to do that, but with the <laughs> and it's like no, you can't just. Well, and I felt like with, um, what, wait, hold on, what is the name of it again? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's bad. Guardians of, I felt like with Guardians of the Galaxy, like, it made sense because he was like, his character, Peter Quill, is like kind of trapped in his childhood, so he's got, totally. he's stuck in his like childhood, it's like, justified. Top 40 style. It, you know, exactly. he's not going to like he did deep dives when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, but the connection between, like Carol Danvers slash, you know, Captain Marvel and the 90s is never really a connection that's felt. So it's just sort of like, oh, this happened to take place in the 90s and here's a few things right. that, Absolutely. Were, that were 90s-esque. It's an excuse to, like, have all that music for the score. Right. Yeah. Which I'm definitely a big fan of that band Garbage, so I, I did not mind two songs from Garbage on the soundtrack, but, yeah, very gimmicky, even though I was enjoying it. Guys... I know this is... I'm jumping into this probably a little too early, but mm-hmm. if Fury could page her during an emergency and I've he hasn't this, yet... I've seen this uh, yeah, positive wasn't online. Yeah, like Ultron maybe <laughs> like an emergency? Or, like all these other things I would say the first definitely emergencies. Yeah, yeah, every single movie I would say qualifies as an emergency. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them, really, for sure. <laughs> and I, there were lots of moments like that that I think that's what was keeping me away from a higher score mm. where I couldn't the the rules weren't clear it was just kind of messy and mm. so I couldn't enjoy it as much like I don't understand her powers 
because she's she seems to be fighting you know once she once she um gains her greater powers from the supreme being and pulls the thing off her neck she still then goes and fights her past colleagues and like it still is an effort for her and well, then it she feels a little like less so. yeah but then she goes out and like stops ballistic missiles and like throws them into other ballistic missiles and just flies through an entire spaceship exploding it relatively effortlessly. I'm going to guess that she didn't want to kill her previous colleagues and so she was yeah, using she was holding back. When, oh, you're, really? when you're using less than lethal force I think that's harder because you're yeah. trying to be controlled. That's my guess. I guess. When you're trying to you know all bets are off when there's ballistic missiles headed for Earth. Yeah. So, have any of you guys watched or are familiar with Dragon Ball Z? No. But you're not? I'm familiar with it. But okay. Yeah. And have any of you heard about the comparisons between the two? Between these two movies? The, no. Well, or... Dragon Ball Z has a movie, but it's terrible and no one watches it. <laughs> uh, but the, the show and, ha- like, the main character, people have been comparing it to... Uh, Carol or to oh, Captain okay. Marvel, and I was like, honestly, this is very apt comparison. <laughs> and I, I actually did is? appreciate some of like the ways that it worked, and I was like, man, like I almost felt the same emotional peak watching, you know, Captain Marvel finally cut back and relinquish her power, or like you know, get her powers, find her powers through her emotion. The same way that I felt when I watched Goku first turn Super Saiyan, <laughs> and it's so it's so cheesy, but I actually did really enjoy that part. But the big yellow glowing hair thing in Super Saiyan kind of is just like you know uh-huh. hard to separate. <laughs> I really enjoyed the idea of uh, kind of a man trying to tell a woman what she can be, and the woman mm-hmm. the woman. Uh, just going with that because she doesn't know her true potential beyond what that man is telling her. And then mm-hmm. I, I just found the, the dynamic between her and Jude Lop really satisfying. Especially the ending. Two men say, you know, like, let's put down our weapons and fight, like, mano a mano, mm. you know? And, and it's kind of this ultimate show of masculinity, I yeah, guess. You know, sure. it's kind of like, why? Just use your weapons. Like, you know, but there's something like extra macho about just doing it with your fists. Right. And so it was very satisfying to me that she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I do that? Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. It also has a uh, Indiana Jones vibe when uh looks like there's going to be a huge showdown between Indiana Jones and this, like, sword-wielding, sword yeah. uh, you know, boss fight kind of thing, and he just shoots him, which behind-the-scenes lore says that he had a flu that day and pitched the idea that, hey, how would I don't fight him? I just shoot him. Would that be funny? <laughs> Slash, I can't fight because I'm really sick. Do it. Yeah, but, um... Uh, I so, mean, yeah, yeah, I like that, that scene in this movie, too. Yeah, watching him, like, try to, like, go back on training or whatever to, like... The, the training that he had for her to like um, I don't know bring her down again and right. then just her rejection of that not even so much like in terms of a fight just like not even wanting to not not seeing it anymore not not reacting to it anymore right which I thought was neat yeah I like the idea that he's just kind of made these arbitrary rules that 
at the beginning they sound fine to us like we're like oh okay i guess she has some history of being too emotional mm-hmm. i don't know any better as an audience so i'll, I'll go yeah. with jude law's premise here um and then by the end you're like you're just trying to control her that's all that's all yeah. this has been this whole time um so i like that journey that we as an audience went on kind of realizing and like that that whole uh too emotional thing is it's like that's like the classic argument against a woman as a president like oh what are you if the woman has military codes i mean if she's on her period then who knows what she'll do with that information (laughs) um or the nuclear code that's what i meant to say nuclear code not military codes i enjoyed the montage of her getting like knocked down Mm. as a kid and throughout her life and like getting back up i thought that was effective yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really powerful kind of background too. I, it almost made me wish we could could have seen. I know it would have like made another like at least half hour before, <laughs> like actually have seen the before she loses her memory a little more. Like get to know her as her human persona, not just a, in flashbacks, but like mm-hmm. kind of before she gets her power. And that would make those scenes just feel all the more... Like, if they felt powerful on their own, but I think getting to know the human character a little more, rather than as, like, rediscovering, would be helpful. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was, like, one of the reasons why I think I was a little... I, and again, I have no idea how you could fit that into... I don't know how long this movie was. Two hours? It was on the shorter end for Marvel. I don't yeah. know exactly how long it was, though. So. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, hour 45. But I guess you could do it. Um... But that was, I saw a lot of potential in there, and I, yeah. I enjoyed it on on it on its own. But wished that I, I like could have seen more. How did they get that much off of the recording of the bo- the black box, or whatever that's called? You know. You mean beyond just what she was conscious? <laughs> yeah, for? it's like I think that they got um, just a little bit of it, and then she started she to remember. She had it. a flashback. Oh, okay. What did you guys think of Brie Larson? As a performer in this, I thought she did great. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was a def- It was like a bold choice because there's sort of a Marvel style of acting. Yeah, and she didn't do it. <laughs> she did kind of like her usual, kind of like indie flick style acting. So I'll be completely honest here. I don't know. I'm sure I've seen other things with Brie Larson in it, but I'd never heard of her before this. Oh, really? And I'm not familiar with what she's been in. Okay. What What is she known for? What is? Um, well, she's known for Room, I would say, which Room. is sort of a really dramatic um, mother-son story. Okay. Um, I won't. Say that sounds familiar. It's, it's a good movie, especially yeah. the first two acts. Yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, definitely recommend that. It's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. She's also, as far as like mainstream movies, she's in she's in uh, Trainwreck. She's a sister oh, okay. of Amy Schumer's yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, I'm surprised because I think she really made a mark with Room. I think she mm. um, just became a big name from that one, and because she performed so well on that one, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened after that for a yeah, while. Yeah, so, that's true. You know who knows why, but I'm really glad that she's back and doing it but I thought she was different I I thought that she yes she did she brought her own thing to it um but I feel like she fit within the universe Mm -hmm. and 
Mm. And that they... What I was afraid of is that they weren't going to write as strongly for this. Uh-huh. I guess maybe just because of what happened with Ocean's 8. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, oh! <laughs> Whenever there's like a female lead, uh-huh. all, the, all the writers just take a vacation. <laughs> I don't know. I'm cynical. Um, and I don't think that happened. I think they gave her a good script. And so yeah, therefore she yeah. was able to have fun with it. Yeah. And yeah. I think she kind of well. she kind of approached this the same way Chris Pratt did, where, you know, before Chris Pratt, I don't think any any of the male actors kind of took his approach to his dialogue, uh, where again he was kind of saying like, okay, so I'm in a superhero movie and I'm a superhero movie. That doesn't mean I have to talk like. But I'm Chris also Evans Chris, and, Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to talk like the other Chris's. <laughs> Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> right. um, but uh, I, I do I want to take issue, though. I don't think she's a very strong physical performer. So it was very clear when they were using a body double to do stunt work for oh, her. And when she was, you know, trying to do some action work herself. I found that they didn't blend well. That doesn't bother me, but I, I do... Say, I, I didn't notice. So. Okay. I did notice her run is kind of funny. She has yeah. kind of a yeah. funny <laughs> run. And... To me, it's kind of charming, sure. but it's not a superhero run for yeah. sure. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like there's. I feel like I could say more about this. I don't. What can I also just say? I don't really understand the whole Marvel Marvel joke. Was that just really silly? I think it was supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, it it's didn't an really alien seem name. Worth it. It's supposed to sound like Marvel, but. Yeah, it that was a little I bit. I think that was too meta too for me. Nose, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not all the jokes worked. I like that cat stuff. That, that was easy, but it it was yeah. effective. Yeah. I enjoyed her and Fury getting to know each other. Yeah, and I yeah, liked actually. getting to know him a little bit more. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I want to say the visual effects were pretty great in this movie. Yeah. Um, between just really uh, fun. Kind of uh, when we see the Cree technology, like that stuff looked really slick. Mm. And uh, but then Samuel L. Jackson is not that young, yeah. And he's in more than that? half this movie, <laughs> so that is more than half this movie was um, effect shots. And uh, you know, I don't know who plays Phil Coulson. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wasn't in as much, so right. whatever they did with him was like a little less impressive. But yeah, yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was in the entire movie, mm. and somehow they managed to make him look like. 30 years younger. There's a couple times where his skin looked a little plastic to me, but yeah. I ra- barely noticed, and I think that's quite yeah. a feat. But yeah, let's let's reevaluate. Okay. So we were all at sevens. I feel like I talked mostly about the things that annoyed me, but I liked enough of it to stay at a seven. Yeah, I felt like I was mostly saying good things that I liked, <laughs> which almost <laughs> makes me want to bump it up maybe half a point. But I don't know. See, I haven't rated enough movies. I feel like if you rate... Because it's like, what else could be a seven and a half? I don't know. I know. I feel like there could be a lot of movies out there that are seven and a half. Like, this was an enjoyable movie and had a good cathartic release and also almost a... I wouldn't say buddy cop, but like, just like, yeah, a road trip buddy movie feel um, that I enjoyed. All the 90s stuff felt a little uh, extra... They're just kind of tacked on. That's like my biggest negative thing, except for maybe like a few minor plot details. But I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bump it up to seven and a half. Cool. Seven point three five. <laughs> your uh, oh, wait. yeah. Okay. Your your question about like what do we relate like what do, what other movies are seven uh, makes me think. I was during this movie I was thinking 
I would say the average Marvel movie, which are all like on average Marvel movies are fantastic. Yeah. I would say the average Marvel movie for me is a seven. Yeah. And uh, Thor Ragnarok was my highest that I've rated. That was a mm-hmm. nine. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've gone below seven, to be honest. We've, we've just seen a lot of good ones on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think I'm going to stay at seven, but uh, that's still a good score. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Great. All right, well, thanks for joining us kind of last minute, Paul. Thanks yeah, for thanks, ha- Paul. Thanks for letting me join you guys in the movie theater. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, we found out that Paul was going to see this this exact same time and places we were. And we were like, well, then you're definitely going to be a guest on the podcast, if you don't mind. And I says, was planning on actually just sitting in the back of the theater and throwing <laughs> popcorn at them. The whole time. <laughs> but we, we uh, put him in a headlock and kept him between us all time. Oh, it was sweet. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> oh, for for letting me sit with you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. All right. Good night. Bye, everyone. Bye.